It's day 35 on the Pale of Concert Watch, but thankfully you won't have to wait another minute for Trailblazer Talk. I'm your host, David, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. Miu. Hey, yo. And Tony. Actually, I think he's out with Mara Sickness today. <laughs> well, if we've learned anything from Mara Sickness, I'm sure he'll be back soon. But have we? It seemed pretty terminal in, from what I've seen. No, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, we've really had an exciting last week with the 1.1 live stream coming out. So let's get straight into it. So uh, right off the bat, how does this really compare to some of the other Genshin live streams we've seen in the past? Really liked the way they started this one. Um, like actually in character for a little bit there uh, with Silverwolf hacking into the like display screen. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I thought that was a lot of fun. Just yeah. pulling on all the qualities of the characters themselves and sort of both recognizing the fact that they are in a game and that there's this, you know, uh, sort of world as well. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that aspect. Um, I also thought they had a good energy. I think that the three voice actors and Mr. Owl friend uh, bounced off of each other really well for this one. Yeah, I... Maybe this is something that that I'm I'm missing uh, out on. The owl friend. What's the deal with him? Do do any of you know? You mean Albert? Yeah. Albert. What's, what's the deal with Albert? <laughs> well, it sounded like he was like not really an official character, but like he's almost like he could be. There's some weird like disclaimer on how they're kind of treating the live stream as like they're voice actors, but they're also in character, but not in character, or sort of half in character. It's almost meta, yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, he's I... the he's the narrator for all the like keeping up with Star Rail, which is the little like character overviews that they do, like they do for Genshin. Um, and instead of having Alice narrate, obviously they'll have him narrate them. But I know nothing else about him besides that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I've I've heard his narration before, but I wasn't sure if there's something particular with his character, like the, the character was supposed to have some deeper representation there that I was just not putting together. If well, there is, I'm works, missing it too. <laughs> well, he kind of works for the IPC and that's kind of all we know. So maybe this is like some deeper IPC lore where they're all actually owl people and we're gonna f meet, you know, meet them all on some owl planet eventually. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, Given that it's more science fiction, they could they could definitely go for a more like alien presentation for some of these species. Oh, totally. Because it's still right now it's still very fantasy esque or feeling races that they've introduced so far. Yeah, everything's like mostly semi-human to an extent. Like they're humanoid shapes, but they don't have to stick to that. I think it'll be really interesting to see how that changes over time, especially if they're willing to, uh, you know, maybe release characters that don't fit sort of a, a standard humanoid archetype. Or even, um, I'm not sure if you guys have played any Fire Emblem games, but uh, in Fire Emblem there's like beast archetypes basically, where the characters can transform for their attacks. Even something like that I think would be really cool to see. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So there's a lot of cool stuff that uh, came out in this live stream. What were some of the key items for, for the two of you or areas that you were particularly excited about? I was slightly disappointed that they did not say they were going to continue the main plot line, but at least we get some more companion quest storylines and finally introduce this character you've seen in the light cones a lot as uh, Screwlum. And now he's like kind of like actually going to be a part of the, uh, at least the museum aspect event. Oh yeah, the little robot dude. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's little. He's he's like a human-sized robot. Robot. Little, little. He's a little robot dude. Don't worry. <laughs> He's not like Mr. Sarbog, who's, you know, a big robot dude. Right. <laughs> he, he definitely looks like a, a snappy dresser, both in the various light cone pictures and uh, just the videos that we, we saw for some of the events with him as well. He does look a little different than the hologram portrait of him in the Herta's office, but maybe this, you know, a... Yeah, like the cape on in front of his office, right? He has like almost this golden sheen of metal. Yeah. Well, if, if he is in in fact purely mechanical, it could be the case that he's just modifying his parts over time. Oh, that's a cool thought. <laughs> uh, for me, I think my favorite part of the whole live stream update was the museum event. I'm really excited about the museum event. <laughs> I, I think the museum event is, is going to be a lot of fun. It it seems like it has the opportunity to fill a lot of that Animal Crossing museum sort of niche, especially if you're able to just progressively build up all these items over time. Like I, I love when you can go do something through either a quest or something else, and then part of the world changes. Yeah, I love stuff like that. And I also just really like that kind of like trope almost, like the whole, things are being stolen from the museum oh no like i've always loved that kind of stuff in fiction i think it's just a lot of fun so the other thing that was interesting about it was how they said even after the event is over the museum's still going to be open yeah yeah so i'm kind of curious what will people still be able to you know return the items or how that will play out but it sounds like the content maybe if maybe not necessarily the rewards are going to still be there but the content might still be which would be really cool i think it'll just be nice being able to like go back i like that they're actually keeping it there <laughs> Yeah, it, it would be wonderful to also be able to bring different types of artifacts back to this museum over time and maybe start to establish recurring types of places that we can bring different types of content back to. Because uh, I think that would encourage them to keep building on these different features as they actually uh, like come out and evolve over time. Uh, some aggressive archaeology, I see. <laughs> Maybe it's it's less uh, aggressive archaeology and more the uh, the mo of the British Museum, where just everything will become a property of Bellabog over time. <laughs> so we also saw some new banners coming out as part of the 1.1 release. Oh yes, I am very excited for both of them. I'm not so excited for my wallet, <laughs> but. Um... I knew from the moment I saw Silverwolf in the like prologue that I was going to really like her, and I loved how the voice actor was talking about her character. I love the descriptions they were using in the live stream, and her playstyle just looks super fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm particularly interested in uh, Silverwolf. I think that she'll be a, a great match for Zila, just happening to expose more of those elements over time yeah it sounds like she'll work really well together in a team with her which is great for all of you guys <laughs> yeah what, what well, did you I'm think sure. of the two banners well i noticed that the four stars are a little less interesting than uh the current banner the current banner i want all those four stars 
And here, these are a little less uh, less compelling. I think that Don Hung is worth getting a few uh, Eidolons for. But yeah, it is, I'd say, very surprising to see that we're already uh, seeing a repeat uh, four star on the banner as part of Luocha's uh, event warp. Yeah, I felt it was a little early for that, but... There's also not that many characters. Yeah, I'm like trying to think back to when Genshin first launched, and there were, I guess there were a couple of repeats pretty early. Fischl was very popular back, like, originally. She still is, obviously, but I think she repeated a couple of times. I, I wonder how much of it is that they're trying to save other four stars that would be a better match for some of the up upcoming content. Because it would be easy enough to, let's say, add someone like Arlen to uh, Luocha's uh, banner. Maybe not a great fit to have someone that doesn't want to have hit points paired with someone that wants you to have hit points. <laughs> but yeah, I do, man. But it uh, yeah, se seems like a bit of a odd sort of place to, to fall into. Because especially for myself, I was pretty excited about Yukong uh, being added to uh, Luocha's banner, which gives me a lot more reason to, to pull on it. Because I'm Excited for her and for uh, Ching Shui. Yeah, Ching Shui is my girl, so I'll definitely be yeah. pulling some more copies of her. But as, as much as I love Pela, I already have an E6 Pela. Uh, <laughs> getting getting more Pela Eidolons doesn't do anything for me at this point. So you just had to get Sele in like 60 pulls rather than the 120. <laughs> It's it's funny because that's also a space that I'm I'm struggling a little bit right now on the current banner. Because I, I really want to get E6 Tingyun, but I'm not sure that I want to throw money at the banner right now, because I'm just not that excited about the general, to be perfectly honest. Like, I've, I've seen how he performs based on uh, some people that I'm friends with that have a, a really beefed up uh, Jingwan, and it just doesn't strike me as a thing that I need in my team right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I was excited for him before he dropped. His English voice actor is a favorite of mine. I like his character design. His trailer was beautiful, etc., etc. But after playing him, I'm not as enthused as I was hoping I would be. Um, and I know they'll get reruns eventually anyway, so I think I'll snag him on his rerun. Mm -hmm. well, I was kind of interested in him just because it seemed like he'd be a better electrical character than some of the other options, but... That's true, for sure. What I've found to be a bit challenging is because so many of the different enemies have a lot of potential weaknesses that they could uh, have coming up. I haven't found a lot of need to have really heavy uh, DPS from electrical, because especially with Tingyun and Bayou sort of or Bailu uh, filling that space. Yeah, they're not dealing a lot of damage, but they are helping get me out that weakness break. I also feel like because you have wealth, that kind of helps a lot of those people that are vulnerable to electrical are also vulnerable to imaginary. So you kind of have that other avenue of attacking. Yeah. That's a good point too. I am really excited for Yukong though, speaking of imaginary. I I absolutely love Yukong's uh, animated banner. I think it's just so adorable. I love the little Ting Yoon on it, and they're just th throwing the uh, what are they called? The little skyscrafts. Uh, yeah, this the the, the the sky skiffs. 
It's just, it's so cute. I, I wish I could have that as my phone's wallpaper. <laughs> it's really pretty and she looks so good in that art. I agree, she's really adorable. <laughs> I, I wonder if we're maybe seeing too many buffers early on. Because uh, to have another buffer that sort of fits into that place, I wonder if we're going to end up with just a huge number of people making hyper carry teams. Because if, if you've pulled on the last banner, you probably have a Tingyun, you probably have a Pela, you're probably going to have the Yukong. Like, are we just going to see a lot of people having teams that are completely built around a single DPS and just trying to pump them up and make the enemies weaker. I think it will be a popular strategy, especially right now. I don't think it's going to stay that way. I think as the game goes on, they'll kind of introduce different ways of team building, especially they were talking about in one of the events having to take a look at combat in a different way. Um, I think that's going to become a very strong trend as we go on with the game. But for now, I think you're right. And I think a lot of people are going to aim for more of a hyper carry kind of thing. A hyper carry can also be easier to get a team going where you just need your hyper carry and then you just need perhaps even less optimal support characters to help them. Yeah, it's a little easier to just like pick up and go if you pull one of the characters. Like if you pull a strong like DPS character, you don't really need to kind of balance that as much yeah, it, uh... yeah it's it's certainly what i've i've found if you have one person that can really carry the team on on their backs it makes life a lot easier i i'm definitely really excited to get some more opportunities to play around with a different special combat uh, events upcoming i know they they said that one of the ways to try and help you out for some of the more challenging events is there's also going to be uh, trial characters that you can use as well which will hopefully allow a little bit of team experimentation yeah i love when games give you trial characters to play test and play around with it's i find it's a lot more it's a lot easier in events like that rather than just the actual trials that come out with the banners because you really kind of get a feel for it with multiple other characters, not just the ones that are set in the trials. I, I kind of wish there were more trial events or trial characters available in general because I know this was an issue I remember in Genshin, it's currently an issue in Star Wheel, is that what if, if they're not currently in trial mode, you don't know how to actually try a character out if you don't have it or how would it look like in high level play yeah talking about like the when you can the events where you can oh try out uh Billy in a combat or something or or so on i almost wish they were always available rather than just when they're part of an event yeah it would definitely make it easier to save <laughs> i'd really like to see star rails do the uh type of thing we saw in genshin where you have like the fifth person right so this other uh, character that's, you know, sort of coming along for the ride and can just easily be plugged into your party. Because I, I agree that when you get the, you know, like the, the, the 20 Jade try this character out against four random mooks, that's not really all that great, right? It tells yeah. you that, okay, <laughs> if I have four people that are all weak to my thing, it'll mm -hmm. it'll be good damage or, or whatever crazy rather... would never have guessed yeah. <laughs> like it would be nice to have some little like s story sections where maybe we're gonna get to go through like 
you know, 10 different things. Yeah, I was actually really shocked that there wasn't something like that already. I was kind of expecting, like, throughout the entirety of the first couple quests, I kept being like, after Himiko, I was like, all right, are we going to get another one of these? Mm -hmm. Nope, and Welt doesn't even really, I mean, he's in your party, but he's not part of your combat. And Right, you can't even do anything, which is a little sad. Well, then it might be weird if you had, like, Welt and Welt in your team. <laughs> it feels like they've experimented a little bit in that space on uh, the Cienshio LeFou, but you don't actually get to control like what Luocha does as an example. You're just sort of letting him play himself. And I think that makes it a little bit less satisfying to really know what's actually going on with the character. But at least yeah. he's actually helping you in the battle. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so we've already touched on a few of the upcoming events, things like uh, the museum. It also looks like there's going to be some new character quests coming out too, specifically for uh, Bailu, Yanqing, uh, Luocha, and Silverwolf. Anyone uh, interested in any of those character quests in particular, or does it feel like there's any sort of misses that we should have had a, a character quest maybe sooner for some of these people? I personally, obviously, I'm really excited for Silver Wolves, um, but also I'm really excited for Yan Chengs. Uh, I think he's a really cool character. I like him a lot. So I'm looking forward to getting to know him a bit more. Real strong uh, opinions on, you know, most excited, but it'd be interesting just to have some new uh, character quest content. Is there any that you thought should have happened a little sooner or that you're still looking for? You mean Pela? <laughs> you know what, why did I even ask? Of course I mean Pela. <laughs> well, of, of course, uh, Pela would be at the top of my list. But a after that, I am really pleased to see Bailu uh, added in as one of the character quests, simply because we see her for such a brief period of time uh, in the current storyline, to the point that I actually feel I got a better idea of who her character was in the YouTube preview for her character. And that really felt like a big miss. <laughs> True. But yeah. it's also possible, but the other thing is that the Lufau is still not actually done yet. So it's possible that she might still have another role. There's in still part hope two. for her yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's there's also just such a huge number of new characters uh, as part of the Cienshi Lefou as well that even though it would be fun to learn more about their characters uh, now, I think that we're just so far away from getting deeper into sort of their experiences with them, right? Like we obviously can't have a companion quest right now for let's say the, the general or, uh, oh, what is her name? The, uh, the no, the, the like high priestess uh, person. Not Fuzan. I thought it was, that was the seer. Yeah, the seer. Yeah, Fuzan. Fuzan? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't recall, but like, yes, yeah, I think she's an example of someone that is just too early to to get into her story. Oh, Fu uh, one maybe? Maybe that's how it's uh, 
I don't know. We, sh we should get better at learning how to pronounce <laughs> names. <laughs> Gotta go watch that YouTube video again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> please, if you notice how bad our pronunciation is, please tell us your tricks to having better pronunciation. Please. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I just realized something. I know when you says this new character quest for Lu Chao, he's still part of the the Dawn quest line that hasn't actually been finished yet. Yeah, I, so I'm kind I of curious think... how that actually will interact with that. Oh, for Bailu, you mean? No, for Lu Chao, because oh, Lu Chao yeah. is with Dawn and Sushane oh, yeah, as they yeah. do their little thing, and that actually hasn't finished yet. I yeah, it, it does. It does feel a little odd that um, like Xu Shang isn't in that list, uh, especially considering Luocha is. Miu, you were starting to say something. Yeah, I'm, I'm like trying to think of how to finish it. Um, I wonder if it'll be sort of similar to something like um, how in Genshin some of the character quests were like very far removed from the actual storyline like Jean's character quest really had nothing to do with like Jean's role in the Archon quests. So I wonder if that's the route they'll take with it just so it doesn't spoil anything or like have any weirdness to it. Mm. I mean, the whole point of that question was like, we need to get to safety and right. then we getting sidetracked. I, I think it would be interesting to maybe take it like a slice of life uh, sort of a way or maybe we even learn a little bit more about how he's presenting himself as this uh, merchant. <laughs> We're not going to find out what's in the coffin. That's almost a given. Never. We'll never find out. <laughs> That'd be his final character quest when, you know, when we're finally mm -hmm. at the, the last Aeon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, five years later. So actually, talking with you guys, I did just realize that now Starrail's been out for a full month. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I will say, now that it has been out for a month, though, I am desperately waiting for that additional content, though. <laughs> I have been, you know, beyond uh, doing simulated universe and a little bit of the mirror, I'm not finding a whole lot to do. <laughs> Yeah, definitely reminds me of early game Genshin in that sense, where like once you were done with stuff, it was like, all right, uh, do I just walk around forever now? <laughs> Which was fun in its own right, to be fair. It's it's definitely more fun in an open world game than it is in a game like this. Um, but I mean, you could try and find to get all the uh, collectibles, but then I realized when I was looking them on the wikis, like some of these aren't actually even available yet, even though they're in your menu as missing. It's it's funny. Uh, today I actually did go out to one of the wikis to find uh, just I needed a single achievement I could do because I was three jade away from a ten pole. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not gonna wait till tomorrow. I need to get my ten pole today. Of and course. Of, of course, I just got a light cone. I was very disappointed. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? I do think these events will kind of help with that uh, desperation for content. They look like they're pretty packed with stuff to do this time around, which is good. Yeah, I, I also think that some of them are going to offer a lot of like silly opportunities, I'm hoping, in the future. The Space Station Graffiti in particular 
because they've said that you're going to be able to reapply the graffiti in like the photo mode and maybe place those in humorous ways. Oh, yes. It actually kind of reminded me of the, um, I don't know if you guys ever watched the trailers on YouTube before the game released. It reminds me a bit of the like space comedy trailer they had mm -hmm. um, uh, with like them just everyone was just poking around doing stupid things and being able to place graffiti like after the event reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, and I, I really love that trailer too. I, I thought it was a lot of fun set set some of the tone or at least the the lighter parts of the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was the trailer that like fully sold me on this game <laughs> so I, I think we touched on it but it does seem like the one area that they really didn't get into uh much as part of the 1.1 1 .1, uh event was just how the story continues at the moment was, was this an oversight? Was this something done on purpose? I feel like they wouldn't overlook adding more story content, but who knows? Maybe because it's more of like a single player kind of experience in that way, they're just assuming it's a given. I, I, feel I just assumed it wasn't done yet or something. Yeah. Or other things. Yeah, I feel like they would have mentioned it at least like briefly if we were getting the rest of the story. I thought they said they weren't. We weren't, but I mean, at the very least, by omission, we're probably not going to get it. So you might be right. I can't remember for sure. If if nothing else, they certainly are releasing a really large number of events. So I I think there's at least going to be stuff to log in and do over time. Like you can have new fights to do. There's going to be some opportunities to get new four uh, four star light cones. But yeah, I, I I would like to see the story move forward at least a little bit. Yeah, sooner rather than later for sure. I can't imagine they'll go another patch without it. It might be one of those things where we get a big story update like once every other month instead or something. Yeah, I was just wondering if like in Genshin they usually like I guess they have a lot more like bigger events as as they added more and more content, as opposed to like, here's half of the chapter, and then here's the other half of the chapter. Yeah, they only really do, like, big story stuff. Um, like, they'll release the region, and it'll have, like, the first chunk of the story, and then, like, a couple updates later, they'll have the next chunk of the story. Um, and the events in between oftentimes are really story-focused, so it feels like you're getting a lot of, like, news story stuff when you're not. <laughs> or at least... Genshin doesn't count it as like a new art conquest or whatever. Um, throwback to that time where it was that quest in the chasm and I uh, didn't realize that the story part was permanent so I binged the whole quest in one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like for especially with how new this game is, they're going to have to continue with the story sooner rather than later at least to get to a better stopping point for people yeah. like finish up the other half of the second like chapter essentially and then it could go like you know a couple of months without the next like chapter yeah I, I agree I do like when there's those little story quests that help at least sate some sort of a desire to get get a little bit more continuation and, and content 
I'm reminded of the uh, the cat shrine in uh, Genshin Impact, or just it gave you a reason to come back like every uh, day or two, progressively seeing that change a little bit. It was, yes. you know, very much a side story, but it was fun to see it advance over time. I agree. Well, they do have a few of those things where, after if you come back tomorrow something has changed with this uh, quest, like, for example, the plant. And a few other people, if you talk to you, you come back the next day. Even if there's no quest or anything, you know, if you just knew to come back, there's usually some advancement of whatever story they're involved with. Yeah, like, certain little things will change. I like that a lot. And I think they're trying to encourage that, too, with the, um, with the login rewards, and you get the full pull out of it. Mm-hmm. Which is always nice to see. Love when they give away a free ten pull. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, and it's not that there weren't some of these quests, because obviously there was like the uh, the mine carts where you're coming back every couple days, or um, even how the uh, the hexanexus evolves over time, and there was content to come back to it. I guess uh, it's more so that it's been thirty five days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it has been 35 full days. And it's our fault for playing it so often. <laughs> I know. Yes, I, I think we may play a little bit more than the um, than they intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to call it one last thing, which was, I thought it was kind of interesting how the voice actors played a larger role in the live stream event compared to other developer YouTube presentations I've seen from other developers where it's like either a community manager or even a developer running and said you have the voice actors playing that role and I don't know if it's because of them just having a worldwide appeal and having the different voice actors for different uh, languages but it's a trend that Genshin started I think I, I obviously I have no Honkai uh, impact knowledge so I have no idea if that's how they did it over there uh, Genshin's live streams are also like that and I'm so happy they stuck with that format for Star Rail I love having the voice actors talk and like show how excited they are about the roles that they play like it just it, it makes me feel happy to support them oh yeah I think it's it's a ton of fun just to have them tell us about what's going on mixing in like their in-character uh you know uh, portrayal and also sort of their own experience i'm i'm really curious how heavily scripted some of that is like are they reading from a script do they just have sort of a a general outline that they're going over what do you think? What, what I've heard <laughs> is that they have like some lines scripted and it's like an outline with certain things scripted, but some of it is just like natural banter. Mm. I don't know how true that is. That's just what I've heard. <laughs> but, um, I, I think that sounds about right. I mean, the easiest way to verify it would be to listen to it in a different live stream language. I guess it was a Chinese live stream. I don't know if there's any other uh, live There's a Japanese too. Well, if someone who knows those both, both those languages can let us know how they differ, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. That would be great. <laughs> I do know they have different jokes, at least for the Genshin ones, in different languages. Um, they'll also oftentimes just have different uh, characters, voice actors, be doing it. Like, there's been times where, you know, say it was character A and B in the English live stream, and in the Japanese live stream, it was character A and C instead. So... Mm. That does lead me to believe it's a little less like fully scripted. 
or at the very least they use different jokes because different languages have different jokes and different that too <laughs> <laughs> just seems like a lot of work to write out so many different scripts in so many different languages but you know i'm not the one doing it so who knows <laughs> yeah I, I really hope that this is a trend that they continue as things go on because it's just i don't know it, it's it's so much more fun to learn about what's going on in a game in this sort of way versus other games which just here's a set of patch notes you can go read them for yourself have fun <laughs> yeah these are always so fun i always kind of like make a night out of watching them where i'll like get dinner and put it on my big screen and like watch it there <laughs> so i really love these kinds of live streams i was really happy to watch star rails so as we start to wrap up today one thing I want to remind everyone is there's uh, two great ways to get in contact with the podcast itself. Uh, the one is our email that we've been sharing out, which is uh, trailblazer.talk.podcast at gmail.com. But recently, we've also added a new uh, Twitter handle that you can reach out to us. Uh, if you just at us at Star Rail Podcast on Twitter, uh, we'd love to engage with you, understand what are some of the things that you're excited about for upcoming patches? What sort of things would you love to, for us to talk about on the show? Uh, we read every single email, every single comment that comes in. We really appreciate your feedback. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It's been, it's fun to see everyone, like just the nice things that you guys have to say. It's, it really brightens my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's, uh, that's about it for Trailblazer Talk for today. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. Keep the universe safe and keep blazing those trails. Bye. Have a good night. Or good day. I don't know what time zone you're in. <laughs> <laughs>